This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. Boucher with a three in the bottom of the well, 125-103. That will be your final. The Bucks take it over center and run out the clock. It's a 2-0 series lead for the Milwaukee Bucks. The final, 125-103. Just a tough game, too, for the Toronto Raptors. Right from the start, welcome to Raptors Game Night Tangerine Raptors Playoffs in TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Jim Taddy and Dwayne Watson in studio, and from the early moments of that game, it was a double-point deficit, and it stayed that way all throughout the game. Yeah, the, I mean, the Bucks came out early. They took the lead. The Raps showed their deficiencies early. And, you know, if you watch the first quarter of the game, it was pretty much the same for the rest of the remaining quarters. The, the Bucks were just very active, um, making their hoops, scoring points off turnovers, getting in transition, um, knocking on the three ball. And the Raptors would have, like, a possession where they wouldn't score and then a possession. They, they couldn't trade baskets in a situation like that. And it just wasn't enough for them to come back. Uh, the alarming stat would be the lack of production from the starters not named Kawhi Leonard, which is kind of alarming, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think we've seen it. We've seen it in varying degrees, but not this bad where you have a disparity where, you know, you're getting one for nine from the field from Marcus Saul, two for six for Danny Green, four for 13 from, from Kyle. And you really weren't getting a bit of balance at all. You were just getting Kawhi and, you know, guys on the bench kind of giving you more a better performance than, than some of your starters. And that's, that's tough for a team that's been struggling with their bench in the postseason. Well, Kawhi at 31, the rest of the starters at 33. That's just not going to work. And you look at the star players, Antetokounmpo had 30. And so Kawhi and, and him sort of cancel each other out. We're going to go back to Milwaukee right now as Nick Nurse is at the podium and about to field questions. Let's listen in. Hi, Nick. Tim Reynolds with the AP. Down here. Um, a disappointing night in general, but just how disappointing was it to come out then just have them set the tone with that 9 nothing? I know it was just a couple of minutes, but it just seemed like when you start playing uphill against that team, that's not really, not really a recipe for success, obviously. Yeah, it, it wasn't. I think, um, again, um, you know, we... we you know, you got your you got your coverages and your and your things you're going to do at the beginning, and we just we just missed them early, right? We were just a a step too slow on on just about everything, and I thought we, um, you know, I talked about before the game how important shot contesting was, and I just didn't think we we settled in with some space and gave them confidence early, and um, you know, you just can't do that. I mean, we we didn't we didn't you know do either thing very well tonight. I mean, we didn't do much. Much well tonight, obviously, the way the game went. Nick, Dan Winky, Los Angeles Times. You, yes, uh, before game one, you had mentioned Ilyasova is a guy that can make sort of winning plays. How big of a, a thumbprint did he have on the game today? Well, I thought there's he was he was very good, right? He he, he stepped up and made a bunch of shots. He he um, took a couple charges, um, but he wasn't the only one off the bench. I thought their their bench guys came in and really, um, you know, were, were when we kind of clawed back with bad start we kind of got it to like 14-9 right away and and uh, then those guys came in and really took off I think yeah through, you know 17-13 14 that's let's see that's 44 okay off the bench that's pretty good right and and that's um, Brogdon again I thought had a great start to his game um, 
and obviously we had a hard time. Our, we, we weren't nearly as good on Giannis tonight. He was he was in the paint with a, a little too much force, uh, more than we'd like tonight. Uh, Michael Lee with the Athletic. Um, what are you hoping that a change of scenery can do uh, based on just how this result came? You take like you're fighting uphill and never could break through. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, you know, we got we got to hope that. Uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't play very well tonight, and uh, uh, we we did play pretty well in game one. Um, you know, and they've they've done what you know they're supposed to do and protect their home court, and we've got to go now do the same and and get ourselves you know back in the series. Um, but it's got to be more of an effort like like game one than than tonight because again we were we were just uphill for almost three quarters tonight. Yeah, Nick Doug Smith of Toronto Star. Speaking of that start where you guys have always seemed to answer calls and respond with effort, were you surprised or mystified why it didn't seem to be there from the start tonight? Um, I was, I, you know, I'm always surprised, Doug, when you don't when you don't start the game a little bit better, right? Especially you you know that they're at home and they're going to come out with an extra you know pep in their step, and and you know we we all we talk about that a lot, like hey. You know, you gotta. We gotta really focus on getting our defense set up at the start because it's going to be extra fast. You know, they're going to be coming extra fast with the, with the, um, you know, home court and the excitement and the energy that everybody has to start the game. And um, we, we, you know, we just didn't do a good enough job of getting ourselves set up. And and we just, uh, again, I think. I mean, I got to look at it. But again, what it felt like to me and what I was telling them in the timeouts is we got to press up more on the shooters, right? We were, we were. Uh, I don't know. I can think of one. We we went zone one time and got a stop, and we came down the next time, and and it was late in the clock, and um, Meritich had one in the corner, and Mark went out and contested him. It was a good contest, but it wasn't a full out contest, and 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 the, and you know we know we know we know the level of contest is going to affect these shots or not, and if you don't go with everything you got and jump high and and really try to you know. Let them know you're, you know, you're right pressed up against them. Then the, the chances of them going in are pretty good. And I thought, not, not, not picking on Mark. I thought there was, there was several around the court where we were kind of there, but it just wasn't enough, right? And and I was continually asking us to press up harder into bodies and make them bounce and do something else other than just shoot over a, a slightly contested three. Coach Sopanteb with the New York Times. Uh, I was wondering, uh, in the third quarter, you guys cut it to 13 uh, near the end. You has a little, had a little momentum there. Is there anything, especially particularly in that stretch run, is there anything that you saw tonight that you liked that you can take with you going into game three? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, um, again, going back to some keys to our series is, is we've got to continue to work, you know, the offense for, for shots, right? And, again, um, you know, I sound like a broken record up here, but we had our sheriff wide open shots that could have that could have uh you know at least um stymied a little bit of the of the you know breakout in the score um but we got to make sure we continue to work for them but but listen I thought again we would just we just weren't um quite physical enough right we were we weren't getting our our screen set good enough uh we weren't getting them off their screens good enough as well um and we, we're going to have to be better, or they're just going to—they're just going to look bigger than stronger than we are. And, and I don't necessarily think that's the case. We got to play a little tougher. Bruce Arthur from the Toronto Star. Nick, Mark got a bunch of shots early. Danny got a bunch. Uh, those are guys you kind of wanted to get going. Was that a—did that just happen, or was that a concerted effort to get them touches? And how difficult is it 
when those guys aren't going for you? Well, it, it made it pretty difficult, right? And, um, you know, again, some of that's designed and some of it's happening. Again, the way they're playing, especially, you know, with Mark, you know, you know they're, they're sending Lopez to the, to the paint or to the rim all the time, so Mark's going to have his share of opportunities just because that's, you know, with, that's the way the spacing lines up. And um, I don't know, geez. I feel bad for him. I mean, most of those went in and out. You know, I mean, it's like he's a really good player. It's a really good scorer. He was taking good shots, and he just couldn't buy one, right? So, and, I, you know, I even said it the first time out. I think he was about one for five or six at the first time out. And I said, we got to get him a bu- – let's, let's go to him. Let's get him a bucket, you know, and maybe we could kind of get him – see one go in. And, and, you know, again, they were good shots. Um, and But to answer your question, it makes it tough because we're taking what's there. With guys that, you know, Danny's a great shooter and Mark's a, a scorer, and those are guys that we need to, to step in and play, and, and they will. They will. Eric named The Athletic. Uh, a week ago, Brad Stevens had sat in that seat and said, what makes playing the Bucks so hard is that every possession, both offense and defense, they make you work. I'm curious what you think of that assessment <clears> through two games and just how hard it can be if, you know, you do cut it to 13 and you know they're still going to give it to you that next possession. Yeah, it, it, is, it is difficult, and I think um, – you know, you're, you're, you know, you get that thing. We got that thing to 13, and I think we had a, a timeout even in our ball, and Kyle made a hard-driving layup. I think that, you know, he, he thought he got knocked to the side and threw it off the side of the backboard, and then the next time down, Kawhi got in a, in a little tussle. But, again, if you're, if you're going to not get a good shot or turn it over, they're going to put some pressure on you, right? And, and that is, you know, I think they, they took it right to 19. It was, I think it might have been two possessions of, of back-to-back threes or something or maybe an and one or something. So, you know, you did a lot of work to cut that thing in there, and it's kind of gone in a couple possessions. And I can, I can you know, they do. They do a good job of, of playing pace basketball and aggressive style of play both ends. Kate Burnett, TSN. Coach, can you talk about Norm Powell's performance tonight? You get 25 solid minutes, yep. six and nine from the floor. It's something that we've really needed throughout the postseason that you saw tonight. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good to see Norm. I'd, I'd uh, you know, planned on using him a lot more in the rotation. I think he fits in the series a little bit more with his speed and strength and athleticism, his ability to take it off the bounce. Um, you know, we're going to need that. So it was good to get him going. And, and uh, I would I would imagine going forward he'll be a – critical part of the series for our rotation. <clears throat> okay, thanks a lot. That is Nick Nurse post game after the 125-103 loss to the Bucks and uh, Milwaukee has a 2-0 series lead. Kind of a thud there, isn't it? It's a big thud. I mean, this is you know, they start the game down 9-0. You got the team at home against the best team in the league, one of the better home records in the league. And you know, this Eastern Conference Finals the Raptors have to come out better than that. You can't come out flat like that against a team of this caliber, especially you know knowing that you, you had a game and you came out strong in the beginning of the last game and coming off of how they finished game one. Um, a lackluster effort, and they're not going to give you an opportunity to kind of get get a chance to get back in the game. Well, think of the, uh, the description of how Milwaukee plays and, and how the Celtics describe that, their head coach. So if they play every possession hard, the answer is not to be soft. Yeah. You can't do that. The mar- your margin for error is so slim. You can't afford to come down and have a bad possession um, because they're going to th- you know, push down your throat on the other end. You heard Kate Burness ask the final question of Nick Nurse, and here is Kate Burness with the walk-off with Chris Middleton of the Bucks, and he was asked what was the most impressive part of this victory. 
just being together. Um, we came out here and competed from, from the beginning of the game um, all the way to the end. There's a lot of talk after last game about dusting off the rust that you guys had. We saw it in the fourth quarter in the last game. The entire game, this team looked much more comfortable. How much do you attribute to getting back into the postseason rhythm and coming off that six days rest? Yeah, it was great. Uh, the rest is a good thing for us. I mean, we're not going to complain about that. Um, but, yeah, we had a little rust the first game. This game, uh, we knew we wanted to come out with a full force attack uh, at a fast pace um, and get off to a great start. Oh, off to Toronto you go. The Raptors haven't lost three straight since November. How do you carry this momentum on the road? It's going to be tough. Uh, Toronto's a great team first off, and it's hard to play there. Um, they have a great home court advantage. Just got to go in there and try to take care of business. It's going to be a tough crowd, no, uh, noisy, whatever. But um, we've been there before. We know what to expect, so we just have to try to execute our game plan. Live from Courtside, brought to you by Sam McDaddy Real Estate. No home is too big or too small for Team McDaddy. Visit mcdaddy.com and see why Team McDaddy is the number one full-service real estate team. So I guess in the most positive of terms, we can say that this is a homer series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> the only problem is the Raptors only have three home games. So right, yeah. they definitely that, need to win one on the road. That, that's not going to work when you start <laughs> on the road. Player of the Game is brought to you by 21 Pilots, the Bandito Tour, May 28th and 29th at Scotiabank Arena. May 28th is sold out. Get tickets for May 29th now. And who is your player of the game? Giannis Antetokounmpo, 30 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, uh, 2 blocks, uh, only 10 for 20 from the field. He kind of was really the glue for this team in terms of uh, how he determined the pace, how you know, off, active on the glass, and finding his teammates. I think he was you know, the star that we've come to see MVP-like performance, and he brought it off for the, for the Bucks tonight. In the Paint is brought to you by Access Storage, the only Canadian-owned storage provider from coast to coast. Check out Access Storage. .ca. And here are the, the fine-tuned numbers. Points in the pain. Bucks 50, Raptors 46. Second chance points. Bucks 17 to 8 over the Raptors. Fast break points. Bucks 28-19 over the Raptors. Biggest lead was 28. And the, the probably the biggest stat of all that's just absolutely shocking. The bench. Bucks outscoring the Raptors 54-39. Yeah. Yikes. That's that's a big, big, big number when your your second unit can contribute that much offensively, which just makes it easier for your starters, but it puts the pressure on the starters team because you have the second you guys coming in and putting that work in you know as we talked about we heard coach nurse say how well norm powell played but you know that's not enough to offset what you know uh Ilyasova, what brogdon what hill all did tonight for the bucks yeah and if you throw out the last five minutes because that's absolute garbage exactly. time so i mean the discrepancy was worse yeah it was worse it was decidedly worse and that's really the second unit guys are really what got the bucks going in the first half in terms of the three-point shooting and what they brought uh, coming up next, uh, we'll hear from Mike Budenholzer, the coach of the Bucks. But uh, before that, Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. You are listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca. Final score, 125-103 for the Bucks. The series lead 2-0 for the Bucks. Game 3, Sunday night at Scotiabank Arena. Now we're into the must-win territory, aren't we? Yeah, we were talking about need to win yeah. in the pregame show, but this is a, yeah, it's definitely a must-win game. I mean, you can't give up three games in a row, especially one on the road or at home. So they definitely got to take care of game three. Jim Taddy and Dwayne Watson in the studio. Please have with us Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. Tom, welcome. How are you tonight, sir? Well, I, I guess uh, we're all not too, doing too well no. tonight after the, the game tonight. But uh, uh, like I said, you got to look forward to game three at home. Uh, and and, and uh, expect a better performance out of everybody. I mean, that was stunningly efficient for the Bucks. You, you were looking for an answer from the Raptors, but it never did happen, did it? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the one thing I, I can say about the, the Raptors is that they played hard throughout the game. It wasn't like uh, the body language or anything turned into a negative. Uh, you know, cutting the lead down in the third quarter twice, getting it to 13 uh, w- w- was an accomplishment in terms of how hard they were playing. Uh, but you got to look, and, and, and you know, I, I feel for Nick now at this point in time, he's got to make some adjustments going into game three. And some of those are going to be tough decisions to make, but uh, you got to do it because, like I say, it's now time to uh, to really kind of turn it around a little bit, and you got to do it with, with with obviously some adjustments. Well, speaking on that, Tom, I mean, talking about adjustments, is that something? You know, let's say hypothetically, if you were you were running the show, do you think you move Surge into the starting lineup at this point? Is that one of the adjustments that could possibly be made? Well, I think you got to look at that, and you also got to look at, at the contributions Danny Green has given you. Mm-hmm. Norman Powell played pretty well tonight. I mean, it's one of those things where. Um, Norman has started in the past, uh, you know, not not in a, in a big way this year particularly, but he has in the past. Uh, I, I think his energy, I think the fact that he's going to be able to get up and down the floor a little quicker uh, would be an, an asset. Maybe it takes the pressure off of Danny to be able to come in on that second unit and be able to come out there and play a little more free. But uh, when you take a look at it, I, I think Gasol's got to be the one that really Nick's going to have to make some adjustment with. You know, every playoff series is different. You know, what what, what worked in a Philadelphia series obviously is different than what's going to work here with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, and I think that's the adjustment that you really have to get your mind wrapped around. But uh, those two guys are two guys that, that I think we really have to take a hard look at and see if we can change that going into Game 3. Tom, as you make those adjustments and they have to be made, how precarious is that? Is there a short leash on, like, do you sort of uh, have plan B and C ready in the first quarter if it doesn't work out? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. I mean, we always do. Yeah, I, I think going into, you know, like I said, I spent a lot of time with Nick, and uh, we've always had a plan B and C uh, going into games, you know, one of the things that everybody talks about are great game adjustments. Well, those adjustments, um, 90% of the time, are made before you even play the game. Uh, you, you sit there and you go through scenarios, you go through lineups, and I think the, the, the hard thing to take a look at is like the substitution pattern because Milwaukee substitutes freely, and so Toronto doesn't. Toronto tends to keep their 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 guys on the floor for longer minutes, and so. Uh, I, I think they'll have the, uh, the 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 analysis to be able to go and match up the best lineups, given uh, Milwaukee's best lineups. And I, I know the analytics team uh, up in Toronto does a great job with that stuff, but they're really going to have to hammer it out to be able to go and match uh, substitution patterns, because clearly right now uh, that part of the game is being won by Milwaukee. And that's one that you're going to have to make an adjustment going into Game 3. Yeah, and that's going to be tough to do in terms of matching the lineups based on the depth that the Bucks have shown in this series versus the lack of depth that the Raptors have had in terms of kind of really matching up and finding those guys. And I guess the other challenge is when you're not getting it from the starters, when the personnel is limited from the seven guys you're getting. Um, what, so in terms of, and I mean, that wasn't really a question, but like obviously rebounding was a concern. Brooke Lopez was a concern in Game 1. But you have the second unit coming in really strong in game two and you have the three-point shooting kind of rising up what would what do you think the strategy should be kind of like to curtail or contain going into game three well I, I think one of the things that you have to look at is there's so much emphasis on Giannis uh, in terms of his ability to penetrate so they're trying to shut down the driving lanes which is uh, you know Milwaukee didn't shoot it great tonight from three they shot 31 percent so you know, when you take a look at that, uh, you know, Middleton really hasn't had a, a, an outstanding game yet. 
Uh, Brogdon's kind of banged it from the outside as well as, as uh, Ilyasova tonight. But one of the things I think you're going to have to look at is being able to, to do a better job on closeouts, on being able to get the guys. And, and, and what I'm seeing is some guys are running at right-handed players and giving them their right-handed drives. And, and I think they have to do a better job of looking individually at the player that they're playing against and be able to take away some of, some of their, first, you know, their first steps which is obviously creating uh, situations that, that benefit Milwaukee in terms of draw and kick and getting uh, more open shots. But I, I think it's all because of the uh, attention Giannis is getting in terms of not allowing him to get into the paint and drive. I mean, you, you know, he had 31 tonight and played pretty well, but by and large, uh, everybody else got it going in the first half. And uh, when you look at Ilyasova, Miritich, and Brogdon outscoring the entire Raptor team in the first half, that's a concern in, in the sense that all these other guys are getting off. Well, Tom, is that, a, is that a, is it a matter of picking your poison, saying, okay, you know what, we know what Giannis can do, but like, we're not going to let the other guys um, get, get, their, get their points? Yeah, and I think, that's the, you know, I think that's the point. I think you're making a very good point. Uh, in game one and game two, the, the focus has been Giannis. The focus has been uh, three or four guys closing down a lane. I, I think at this point in time, you've got to be able to you know, change your, your mindset a little bit and let Giannis get 50 if he can, if he can. And I'm sure he's it's capable, but you got to be able to take out the other guys because on every night they're having six guys in double figures, and and so there's a team contribution. You got to try to like slow it down and make it an individual contribution. Tom, as you uh, sort of go through the list of of to dos to correct this, what's the easiest thing to fix? Well, the easiest thing I think is to uh, continue. Uh, to, to get good shots. I, I know one of the things that happened tonight, we only shot 42% from the field, and that's certainly not going to win in the NBA. It might win in high school and it might win in college, but, but certainly at the NBA level, uh, the, the quality of shots that we, we got tonight. You know, one of the best things you can do defensively, put the ball in the, in, in the basket. I know that sounds like really a simple answer, but if you're, if you're allowing them, as they did tonight, to dominate fast break points, fast break points are indicative of the fact that you didn't shoot well. So one of the things you got to do is continue to get quality shots, move the ball a little bit more, less one-on-one, more pick and rolls, more random plays that allow us to get open looks. And, and, and you know, it, at home, you've got you to expect that you're going to make more of those open looks at home simply because that's what home court advantage is all about. What about, I guess, taking care of the ball, too? Because you can saw points, points off turnovers and transition was a bit of a problem for the Raptors. When they give it up, the Bucks are gone the other way, and they've got to make sure they limit their turnovers. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing. Like, like one of the things, like, uh, and I know Nick talks a lot about this, but when you penetrate to the basket, you've got to penetrate with a purpose. We have too many guys driving the ball to the basket, not with the intent to score, but with the idea to make a pass. Mm-hmm. And, and Milwaukee right now is feeding on that. They're feeding on the fact that they're, they're playing the passing lanes because they know the guy that's driving to the basket is not going to take it uh, aggressively to score. So if you're going to take that ball to the hoop, go ahead and get there. Lowry's probably the only guy that can make plays by penetration where he's not really looking to score because he has the ability uh, to see other players and get other players involved. But we have a lot of guys right now that, that are, are taking it. Uh, they're not taking it strong to the rim. And, and you have got to do that if you're going to be uh, taking the ball to the basket. Otherwise, it's a turnover. And you're right. There goes Milwaukee down for easy buckets at the other end of the floor. Uh, that playing stronger, I mean, that, that's a that theme over the first two games. Do you think that's the result of going seven with the Sixers? 
Well, I, I don't, yeah, I, maybe, but at this point in time, it, it's not an excuse. You can't allow that to be uh, part of what's going to happen, in, in, you know, in your mindset. You've got to come in uh, knowing that the next series is, is the one that you're playing right now, and the one that, that's over is gone. Whether you have the energy or not, you've got to find it, and I know that's difficult, and I've been there. Like, I, I remember going into, you know, the NBA Finals and how tired you are, but it doesn't mean you can put out any less effort. You've got to continue to do that. Uh, Milwaukee did have the benefit of the rest here, but this is what you're faced with. You know, you've you got to man up and you've got to get the job done. Tom, thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's Tom Sterner, former Raptors assistant coach. When we come back, we'll hear from Mike Budenholzer, uh, the TSN panel, and several of the Raptors as well as we grind on on the postgame show. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Raptors game night, Tangerine Raptors basketball, TSN 1050, TSN1050.ca. Jim Taddy and Dwayne Watson with you until 11.57. Let's go inside the rock the locker room. The rocker room. Let's go inside the locker room. It's brought to you by Tom's Place. Find your style at Tom's Place in Adelaide Street West and in Kensington Market. Tom's Place will suit you. Marcus All had a very tough night, 19 minutes and two points, and it was clear early. It just wasn't going to work for him. No, it wasn't. Just looks like it wasn't last game, game one, two. He struggled in game one, and you thought he'd be able to pick it up in game two, but it didn't happen early, and it continued on. And Coach Nurse had to go away from him, and, you know, that's tough. That's a tough break. So this will be inside the locker room with Marcus Saul. Obviously a tough start. Uh, yeah. What sort of uh, do you see there from the beginning? That kind of set the tone uh, for us. Play, I played really bad, um, you know, and uh, that's had the tone. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah. Um, make some shots, uh, run back, defend, rebound, um, don't turn the ball over, you know, simple things. Is there one area that you think was a factor more than huh? Is there one area that you think was particularly a factor tonight? Uh, um, you know, I think once, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the beginning kind of a set us um, in, a, in a real bad spot and we, we couldn't get a grip of the game early on and, uh, and I take you know, full responsibility for that. Marco, all season long you guys have been really good about bouncing back. Is it surprising that things sort of went the way they did, especially early on? We got another chance to bounce back on Sunday, and, and, and that's all that matters right now. Um, that's all that matters. Obviously the shots weren't falling, but you see the ball movement being a little bit better than it's been at all? Um, I don't know. I was pretty uh, frustrated with my shooting that I don't know how the ball moving, the ball movement went. Um, I think for some stretches it felt like the ball was moving pretty well and, and we were getting you know different sides. We had we tough bounces and stuff like that and uh, we'll do a better job. That is Marcus Salt, a bit of pain there emotionally because it just didn't work for him and an adjustment has to be made. Yeah, I mean, he has no answers. I think, you know, as a pro, as a guy who's been around and played in the NBA for a while, obviously on the, for Spain on the national stage, um, you know, I think he would expect himself to kind of have a better game off of game one, and he didn't. And I think there's, you know, there's no answers, no excuses. But as we talked about with Coach Tom Sterner before, 
you know, maybe it's a matter of Serge being the guy in certain starting lineup and letting Mark come off and do a little thing on the bench. And the Danny Green situation has to be adjusted as well, right? Yeah, I think definitely. I think I think with Danny, I think you just have to give him a shorter leash. I don't think you can kind of move him to the bench after he's been kind of in your starter throughout all this time. But I think if he's not getting it going early, you got to look to Norm Power early. Stats Pack is brought to you by Downtown Toyota, part of the Downtown Auto Group. You are what drives us, and I'm going to zero in on a couple of stats. We talked about this pregame uh, rebounds. The Bucks won that 53 to 40 offensively, 11 to six. The assists, the Bucks 27. The Raptors, 19. I mean, these are things that stick to the wall, aren't they? Yeah, but, you know, it's funny because, you know, that was a big stat in game one, obviously, with the rebounds. Um, after three quarters, it was only 37-32 in favor of the Bucks. So the Raptors were kind of in there. Obviously, in the fourth quarter, it got blown open. But um, protecting the, you know, protecting the paint is a big thing for this team. Uh, second chance points were 17-8 to in favor of Milwaukee. And that's obviously the benefit of a lot of second chance opportunities and rebounds. And they have to do a better job with that. I mean... The assists, the ball's moving, they're knocking down shots, of course it's going to happen, but um, I think one thing you look at is like rebounds and turnovers are, are going to kill you. I can't think of a more frustrating situation. You're down by double digits within, what, three minutes of the start of the game. Uh, that never changes, but what does change is your game plan. I mean, you're, you're constantly chasing, so what you wanted to do, you, you can't even get to. Yeah, and it's, it's more than it's double digits early, but it's like, you know, 15 points, 18 points for most of the game. Right. So how do you, yeah, how do you climb back in when you're struggling your own self offensively with your teammates and that's why it was such a hard battle for this Raptors squad tonight. Here is the Bucks head coach post game Mike Budenholzer was asked what he liked about his team's performance. The way we played on both ends of the court uh, in the first half um, you know is what we're trying to you know get to um, I think defensively 39 point quarter I think and it just fuels our offense and um, you know, to come out and start um, game two with that kind of uh, effort on both ends of the court. It's what you're looking for. I think a hiccup for us in the third quarter, we got to be better. Um, but, you know, I think we righted the ship and able to, uh, you know, finish the game. So, um, you know, we just got to keep working, keep thinking about getting better. But uh, Tim Reynolds with the AP, to, to elaborate on the start a, a little bit. The building's obviously very electric, as it's been for you guys all year. When Giannis starts the game with a dunk, a block, and another dunk all in like the first 45 seconds, can you script a better way to get your team and this building going? No. You know, I mean, was it Bill Walsh that started scripting plays in the NFL? You know, I mean, that's, you know, to script those first three possessions. And the block shot, to me, is the one that stands out. You know, I think when Giannis is active, active and, and, you know, protecting the paint, protecting the rim, and, um, you know, he plays so hard. He just, you know, he's, he lays it all on the line all the time. And, um, you know, I just, it was, it was a great start for us. And um, I think everybody fed off of Giannis and how he started the game. Nico obviously had a good start. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's how you want to come into a game two or how you want to start a game two. I came in with the pick and roll, Bud Ersan tonight obviously uh, had, had a strong performance during the second quarter when the game was still in the balance he really sort of took over what what did you see from from Ersan tonight yeah I mean he was fabulous you know it was you know I think clearly his best game of the year and um, in a big moment for Ersan to step up uh, he's such a pro you know um, we've been together for a few years now it's just you know I have so much confidence and faith and trust in him and um, you know, he has tough shots and everything he does defensively just and the whole bench, you know, you look at you look at uh, George and Malcolm and just the production we're getting from our bench. Uh, you know, and I think Pat does a lot of things that 
you know, help us win too. So I think the bench continues to be a real strength for us. And Irsan just, you know, was off the charts tonight. Ricardo Torres, uh, Racine Journal Times. Eric has seemed to be struggling in these first two games. Tell me what you say to him to help him get his confidence back. I think Eric is confident. You know, he's just got to keep shooting, keep playing. Um, the things he does for us defensively, I think he had seven assists tonight. Uh, and I think there's so much more to the sport than just, you know, scoring and or making shots. And, of course, every time he shoots it, I want it to go in. But there's so many things that Eric Bledsoe is doing for us that's positive, that's helping us. You know, we're winning. We're up 2-0 in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Bled's a huge part of that. So he's confident. He's ready to go. And, um, you know, we'll just tell him keep shooting, keep playing, keep doing what he's been doing. Eric named the athletic, but they cut it down to 13 there. You guys get the timeout, get a stop, and then I think it goes Malcolm Bucket, Malcolm to George, Malcolm to George. Just how big were those two for you guys specifically off the bench? Yeah, that little stretch, you know, I think we've had a couple spurts, you know, including game one late where, you know, we're able to get a stop and then we're able to get out and play quick in transition. And, you know, tonight it was George that was kind of the recipient of it. You know, Malcolm got the dunk the other night when it was close in the fourth quarter. But those those stops and quick scores on the other end, um, you know, those those are what we're looking for. The more of those we can get, it's it's hard to score on anybody in the playoffs in the half court. So if we can get out and run and, and get those easy ones, but that stretch, um, you know, we weren't great in the third quarter. So, you know, it'll be you know opportunity for us to look at it, see how we can get better. But that stretch uh, in transition was really good. Gabe Stoltz, BrewHoop.com, sort of just dovetailing off that game one, Toronto really contained George holding him scoreless and 13 off the bench tonight. Just between these two games, what did you see as the biggest difference for him? Uh, you know, George was aggressive tonight. I think, you know, he got a couple layups. You know, it's always good when you get a couple layups. Just like the other night, Brooke got a few layups and, you know, got some putbacks and things like that. It just builds your confidence. But George had played at such a high level for four or five straight games. I mean, he was, you know, just a... He was so important and so good in the Boston series. I think he just, you know, he didn't have his best game in game one. But, you know, I think his mentality coming into game two tonight was great. And, you know, I think it, it uh, carried over to the court. And, um, you know, he was very good along with the other guys. Uh, ben Steele, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Bud, you guys uh, forced the Raptors into a lot of long twos, contested jump shots tonight. What were you guys doing better defensively in this game? Um, you know, I, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, I thought we got better in game one towards the end, the fourth quarter, our defense got better. And I think some of that carried over into the first half. There was, a, you know, you get a little bit of a rhythm. Um, our people, our guards, you know, on the ball, taking individual pride, doing what we need them to do. And then the activity from the bigs, we've been talking a lot about just all that, you know, kind of working in concert, um, you know, just making every shot they take tough, whether it's a three or two in the paint, no matter where it is, we want them taking tough shots. That is Mike Butenhoser, coach of the Bucks. They call him Bud. I think you could figure out why. Yeah, this Bud's for all of them in Milwaukee. It makes sense, right? Absolutely. And it was 125-103. We'll come back with more post-game sound. You're listening to Tangerine Raptors Playoffs on TSN 1050 and tsn1050.ca. Giannis drives, in the lane, pivots, scores, and is fouled. That's just a bull in a china shop right there. And this is what fans want to see. Kawhi Leonard matched up with Giannis, defending him one-on-one. And Giannis definitely got the advantage on that play. He certainly did, and his team got the advantage in the game. 
On to DeCumpo tonight. 35 minutes played, 10 for 20 from the field, 1 for 4 outside, 9 of 12 from the line. He had 17 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, and 30 points. And he ate the ball. Yeah. I mean, he did it all. I think that's kind of, you know, we talked about this with Coach Turner. It's like, do you let him get more? Do you let him to kind of continue to be the star he is, but negate what his other guys can do, like Brogdon, like Oiso, like he had a supporting cast with him tonight. I think you've got to determine if you're going to let him, you know, score more points. I mean, he's not going to score 125 points by himself. No, but so, the supporting cast was kind of crucial. Right. So I think, I think one of the adjustments I would make if I was the coach is I would be like, okay, we're not going to throw the extra help at Giannis because we want to keep them at home. Let's let Giannis make these tough shots. Let's make him, if he scores these baskets, you're fine. But you can't let these guys knock down these open threes. Well, the general theme is to make it more difficult, which has not been applied by the Raptors really in, in the last five quarters. Yeah, and I think the challenge is it's tough to like help out to crowd Giannis and then to run out to try and close on these guys. And it's just a lot of work. And we're seeing the minutes. We're seeing the fatigue out up. And I think you've got to make a choice. That was the play of the game brought to you by 241 Pizza. Try the all-new bacon cheddar garlic loaf for only $6.99. Order online at 241pizza.com. Or you can call 241 Oh, You could call. I like that one. Yeah. It's my special delivery. <laughs> oh, free never, delivery. Never too late. No. 241 Oh, Let's get some post-game sound. We'll start with Pascal Siakam. Pascal, what went wrong in the beginning? Um... I think they just they came out and uh, they was aggressive and they kind of like jumped on us early. Um, we kind of weathered the storm a little bit, but we just quite couldn't get like over the hump and um, you know they, they just kept making shots and we can buy a bucket for a while. So um, yeah, give them credit. They bring a different level of energy tonight than maybe they did in game one. Uh, I mean, I think they had pretty good energy, but I think like early on, you know, we just didn't have the same. Like they came with. A lot of intensity, and you know, they kind of like jumped on us like early from the jump. You know, the first bucket I think was a dunk. So, you know, give him credit. How like tough? Sorry, how, how tough is it to keep yourself locked in when, as you said, they just keep coming, coming, hitting right. shots? Um, we gotta, we gotta make a miss. Like at the end of the day, we can't. You know, they're making those shots, so we gotta find a way to make a miss. And you know, we gotta contest harder. We gotta, we gotta do something. You know, we gotta. Because um, they, they, they're making them. You know, we have to do something. In the light of your loss, it may not be the right time to ask, but you were named the most improved player candidate on our air in the pregame show. What does that mean to you? Uh, shit, it didn't look like it tonight. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it, it's great. Um, it's amazing. I think for me, just, you know, from, from where I come from and, and, and being able to, to be on this stage and um, just feeling blessed every night and um, having the opportunity to even be in that category. Um, it's amazing, and I think for me, like I always say, um, it's just important that kids like me, from where I'm from, you know, can just look at me and, and kind of like, you know, believe in themselves and, and, and want to achieve like better things. Um, so I think that's what I take from it, just um, the journey and, and just being able to to know where I come from and, and how hard I'm working to, to be where I am, and, and maybe kids can look at that and, and you know do the same. Did the elbow bother you at all? No. 
what kind of took you out of your usual aggressiveness uh, offensive? Um, I think I was in the beginning. I don't think I was aggressive as I wanted to, um, but you know, it's part of the game. Like you said, it jumped in us early. You know, it was um, we just quite couldn't get you know what we wanted. We didn't get the shots that we wanted, and um, you know, from there it was foul trouble. It was like it was a lot of things, you know, that kind of factor into that. But you know, I got to be more aggressive. I got to do a better job. I gotta, I gotta, you know. I got to be better. You picked up a few quick fouls. How difficult did that make your job? Yeah, it's tough. You know, when you guard a guy like him, you know, he's so aggressive and you're kind of like on your heels and, and you don't want to foul. You don't want to do this or that. Um, it's kind of tough. But, you know, I got to be smarter. There's, there's a couple of fouls that I, I just can't, can't, can't have. And, um, like, I man, it's battle growing. Like, I, it's, it's just, it's. It's, it's good to see that and, and know that at the highest stage you got to be the smartest. Like you can't you can't make you know mistakes and, and, and things like that. So um, it's just part of growing. I'm gonna continue to learn. I'm gonna continue to get better. Watch film. Make sure that I'm, I'm better next game. Let's go. As much as they need from the offense, is it almost impossible to do both jobs to slow him down at one end and still get your own game going? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's impossible. Um, I think, you know, that's the type of player I am, and, and, and I think that's what they relied on me to do all season long, you know, being that that defender. I think I have to have more energy. I had to be I had to be the guy that, you know, kind of like bring that energy and, and, and make sure that everyone um, is, on, is on the A game just in terms of energy. So um, uh, that's what I do, and, and, and I got to do a better job of it. Clearly, more spicy pee needed in the recipe. Yeah, I think I think what happens is we saw how how the Bucks jumped out early that lead and were really setting the tone. And I think you know the Raptors got punched in the mouth and they didn't know how to react. And I think you know you come in the game thinking I'm going to do this, and then all of a sudden you're on your heels and you didn't. They never recovered. Never really had a, a stupendous offensive run. No, like, like the Bucks did on on occasion. No. And there was always an answer by the Bucks every time the Raps did make their moves. Yeah, and so the, the damning stat, again, there's a couple of them here, but Ka- uh, sorry, Kawhi Leonard had 31 points. The rest of the starters had 33. Siakam had eight. Not good enough. It's, no. it, can't, it can't just be a one-man show. I it, mean, And going into the game, you realize that it was a two-man show in the last game, and you needed more from the other three starters. And when you look at the other side of the box score, you see the star oh. on that team has a great game, but then you have so many other guys complimenting what he does, and that's how teams make it to the NBA Finals. Kyle Lowry, post game. Kyle, uh, when when you look at that game, I mean, is there a positive you can take out of it? I mean, you had a thirty-nine point third quarter. Is that something? Did you guys strike on something that can maybe translate um, in terms of picking the pace up or whatever it might be? Uh, I think we played a little bit freer that quarter. That quarter, we played a lot freer and made some shots, and um, we uh, just played a little bit better. I mean, we got to play better defense. I think. I mean, we gave up 125 points, too many points, I think, in, in the playoffs. Uh, we got to play much better defense, I think. Kyle, Tim Reynolds with the AP. There would be times in the first half, and I, I mean, they're just small plays in a, in a big game, obviously, but there are times in the first half you guys would close out, they'd airball three. I think Giannis missed one, I think Brooke missed one, and the bounce would go right to him and they'd lay him in. And I know they don't decide a game, but how backbreaking are plays like that when you guys do enough to get a stop and you just can't get a bounce or a break? I mean, they got uh, 17 points off second chance, um, off shot, second chance shot. That, that definitely will hurt you. Um, it's not a backbreaker, it's just. Um, 
you got to be a little bit more physical rebounding the ball. Um, you know, we know that they're going to crash a little bit more, but, uh, you know, we keep get, we when we get out rebounded, we're not, you know, we don't get to play the way we need to play. And uh, we got to do a better job of rebounding the basketball. Um, you know, they had 11 offense rebounds, way too many. Um, just got to, you know, those are things we can clean up. Capern STSN, Kyle, you looked to be in a little more pain tonight with your thumb. Was there a point in the game where you may have re-aggravated it? Um, it is what it is at this point. Kyle, Michael Grange from Sportsnet. Uh, Mark struggled offensively in the series the last two games. Is there anything you guys can do, anything you say to a guy? I mean, he's obviously a pretty experienced player, but uh, what's what's? how do you try and get him going a little bit? Um, just probably maybe post him a little bit more early than, you know, he, he missed some shots. You know, he missed some floaters. He missed some shots he, he usually makes. Um, but a guy like him, he does every, you know, so many small different things down on the floor that can help us. But, you know, he only played 19 minutes a night. You know, coach went with a bigger lineup. Well, rather went with Serge and a smaller lineup, um, trying to mix it up a little bit. But, you know, we get to go back home and, and protect our home court like they did, you know, they did these last two games. So, you know, we got a chance to go home and protect home court and, uh, you know, do what we're supposed to do. That is Kyle Lowry post game, and so in the final minutes here, uh, let's sum it up this way. It's important to realize what you've done or what you've failed to do. Marcus all wins points for saying, I played really bad early, and that set the tone. The beginning put us in a real bad spot. We couldn't get a grip on the game early on, and I take full responsibility for that. That is step one. That's step one, exactly. So acknowledgement, but then what do you do to correct it? What happens next, and how do you bounce back? And, you know, Kyle Lowry just said we have to go home and protect home court, and, you know, if they do, obviously – they get the first win. That's important. It's a 2-1 series. They have another game at home. They have to continue to play at that level. But they have to make the adjustments. They have to correct what they've done because seeing what Milwaukee's done, you know, if we went from game two to game one, you could say, okay, they didn't bring it the first game. They played strong for three quarters in the second game, and they lost in the fourth quarter. But they're kind of going the other way. So they really have to kind of find a way to shift the tone of the series. Yeah, and there's less forgiveness now. You're down two to nothing. So whatever you admit to or whatever you try to do, it has to work. Yeah, I mean, we're at a point where, and I'm not saying that Mark is making excuses, but there are no excuses. You just have to go in and win the games. That's, it's just that simple. And I think, you know, this is going to be the true test of, like, what this team is made of and how they bounce back and, and play at home. But I know that we've seen this team play well at home and, and do great, incredible things backed by incredible fans in the city as well as outside in Jurassic Park. Thanks for joining us in Tangerine Raptors playoffs on TSN 1050 and TSN1050.ca.